Hello and welcome to Word Spoken. This is episode 22. Um, what this episode is going to be is a season one recap part two. So we're going to be reviewing episode six to 10. Um, I give you a brief intro to the episode in just a little bit, but I just wanted to say before I got this podcast off to a start that I'm running a competition. So if you want your poetry to be included within a upcoming episode of Word Spoken, then please send an audio recording to wordspokenpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I will listen to all entries and the winners uh, will have their poetry played out as part of an upcoming episode. So um, just a quick reminder, send it to wordspokenpodcast.gmail.com, the best quality possible audio. Um, and also include, if you can, a short bio about yourself. I will be in touch with the winners uh, very shortly um, to get grab a couple more details from you. Um, that's it. I hope you enjoy this episode. Um Season 1, Part 2, Recap. Enjoy. Yes, 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 you're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast Season 1, Recap, Part 1, Part 2. Yeah, yeah. With me, Henry, and my lovely friend, Ace. Um, how are you doing, mate? We're having we're having an ice cream, aren't we? We are indeed. If you hear us nibbling away at a uh, cold... Um, vegan re- magnum. Cold refreshment. That's vegan. We're trying to save the planet. Um, that's why. Um, they, are not banging, like, they are banging, to be They're fair. really good, aren't they? Yeah. How do they make... How do they make ice cream without a cow getting involved in some step of the process? Soya milk, isn't it? Isn't it? Mind blown. Okay, so look, we've got some we've got some wicked poems to hear um, in this recap. So we're starting off with Fisky, then we've got Aisha, Sarah Callahan, Tanaka Fuego, and Ella DG. <sighs> what a lineup! Lineups in the building. Oh, a bit of my chocolate magnum just fell down. I feel like you can still eat it. Like, it's a three-second rule. It's my carpet. Well, it's only, it now. It's now. only been my you, feet. Three seconds ago. There you go. <laughs> mm, Let's go straight into it. Okay, so, Fisky, he wrote this poem in response to a poem from Broken Pen uh, and a poem from Woodsy. I am, I, am Rashid. I, am, I am Shahid as well. That's the one. I think that's probably, yeah. Um, he wrote it, and it's an, al- it's an alphabet poem. It's absolutely carnage. He also, I need to point this out, he did all of this from memory. Um, and when you listen to it, you'll realise that that is seriously impressive because mm-hmm. A, it's long, and B, the wordplay... It's intricate. It's, it's so intricate. intricate. And he didn't... It was the first time, just went up to the mic, did it, and I was like, boom, that is a guy that knows what he's doing. So this is Fisky with, uh, from episode six with unwritten letters and broken pens. All of us. Our ancestors await in ascension, alleviate all apprehension. Architects of art are alive and awesome, although all artists aren't aware. Adjust audio, anger, abandoned an age ago. Acceptance arises after. Appreciate all avenues. Accept answers after addressing agendas, approaching audience, and attach annotation to aura. Awkwardly awaiting anomalies, arriving at alignment, burying bullshit, billions blinded, binded behind bars, but bars bind us. Bringing belief. Better believe. Burials be big business. Being better? Bollocks. Better being broken and built by brittle bricks. Blank canvas. Carving chaos. Candidly. Collages of clarity. Connecting consciousness. Creating community. Casually causes commercial carcasses. Creativity can. Deplete depression. Don't dwell dark depths. Devil dancing. Dangerous. Darkened doorways. Deliver dodgy deities. Desolate destinations. Don't deserve. Diddly. Diddy. Dilly. Dally. Definitely. Direction derived from desperation drives dreams. 
Everything's energy, even emojis. Elevated experience, elevates expression. Eradicate, evil essence, essential entities enter effortlessly, equaling emphasis embedded in eternity. Extract, exhaustive elements. Fuck, fake friends. Flaws, fundamental flow. Freely flow. Heal me, feel. Family in front, forever free from fear, for fear forces failure. Frequent, feelings frequently forget, fighting futile futures, forgive, forgiving finds. Freedom, goodbye gardens of guarded growth, graffiti gallows, given a glimpse of graft. Grew up with grimy geezers, gurning, guzzling gallons, given a gift of gibberish. Get a gist of it? Getting grief guided. God. Gradually, gather gratitude, go get is getting gauntless, how hard of ours haunted, harsh hearts hear hatred, healing hurts, however, helps, hell's highway, hijacked heaven's hallway, hanging hopes hat half-heartedly, in, introspection, I am, imperfection, isolation, interpreted as intimacy, ink, intention, Instagram, influencers, influencer, relevance, idiots, ignore, idolise, isolated, I'm on my, J's, joining Judas, jeopardising journeys, joyfully, judgy, George, jabber, justifying, jealous, judgement, killing, kindness, karma, kaput. Lady Luck Lackluster learning love's lost language, lost life, lost love, lost lectures, lost learns, lessons, missing many, memories muffled, multiple mistakes made, minimal minimize, minimise, mimic my mic, might miss, mischief mirror me, my metamorphosis moved, morbid moods, manifesting movements, many mornings mangle more, morning meaning, never, nurture narcissism, negate, negative narratives, no, oracles of obstinance, obliterate, obsolete obsessions, optimist, optional. Overall, obstacles offer options, pharmaceutical prescriptions, please, poetry prescribed, pen perfectly poised, pencil penetrate, paper perplexing perpetrators permanently, process pain, pivot purposely, Peter Piper picks peppers, Paul peppers paragraphs, painting pictures perfectly, procrastination pinpoints poetic peril, poetry propels purpose, proving plagiarism pointless, people powerless, petty politicking, quick quarrelling, questionable qualms, quote, there was quality and quantity in my quill, Recovery, relapse, recovery, relapse. Repetition reiterates reality, representing return to redemption. Regardless, senseless scriptures strengthen stigmas. Saudi to seven sisters still stands as standing strong. Some speak, some suffer, succumb silently. Sometimes silent sentences seep serenity. Soul sirens screeching, sounding similar to Satan, serving sterile substance. So seek sanction, some switch shades, snakes shinning skin, swimming seas of sunken souls. So suicide sought, too terrified to talk, tiptoe through therapy, trawling trauma, triggers torment, tempting tragedy. Utilise unions, ultimately uniting us unleashes understanding, unsubscribe from unhelpful utterings, views don't verify vision. Vanity vandalises value, violent vendettas, vividly volatile, vanishing a vortex of valour, voices voicing the voiceless, venom vaporised, verbalised till I vomit verse and vibes. Vocabulary vanguards, voice of wizard, woodsy, wise word writers. When will we wander without worry? Worse miss wobble when we worship woes. Which way is spot marked by X, Y, yearn? Yesterday, yellowing yearbooks, younger you, yanked yonder years. YouTube, yattering, yabbering, yammering, yuppify, zombie, zillionaires, zigzagging zestfully for the zillium zodiac cycle at zenith. I'm excusing myself to catch a zillion Z's in Zion with Zeus in zoos of zen. How can I never believe in anything again when I wrote these unwritten letters with a broken pen? Packs a punch that, doesn't it? I challenge anyone to be able to do a poem of that length, to that quality, to that 
intricacy as well as he he just did that. That's carnage. Um, isn't it? That's alphabet slaughter. I, I can like remember when I was holding the camera uh, to film it because I do film all of them, and mm. I'm gonna put this up as a video as well. But um, I literally remember like, I was getting to the end of my arms. I could like I didn't have a stand yet. <laughs> hadn't quite invested in the uh, stand, which is currently in the corner. My arms were killing me. And yeah. I was literally like, oh my God, he's only on bloody F and he's been doing this for like three minutes. But it was so worth it in the end. <laughs> it's a wicked piece, yeah. isn't it? It's really cool. Do you know what? He's he's done a couple things, uh, again, since the show uh, that would be worth having a chat about. So he's I think he's trying to basically make like a spoken word event like a, like, like a festival <laughs> festival festival he's, cough, cough. he is yeah. doing it, isn't he I've, I've seen him kind of speak about it on his twitter account and stuff and i think that's a wicked idea it's absolutely an amazing idea like yeah. it's something that i feel as though has been building up in a long time because look we've got all these poetry event nights open mic nights collaborative nights and they're great don't get me wrong they are amazing but one thing that you notice in this scene in slash industries is a very welcoming community so to have a festival where maybe like different nights could represent themselves or i don't know how it would work exactly but it would just be an amazing like beautiful thing put together and mm. anyone and everyone is welcome yeah um because like i said like london is full of like a variety of different because every night has this, a different theme and yeah. every night has its own like vibe um, so yeah, Fisk. I think there wouldn't be any better person than Fisky. He's he's on it, and especially obviously, you know, he's 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 got the reputation with Mind Over Matter. Mm. You know, an event that he's made from scratch himself, which you know came from humble beginnings, and now like it's such a huge platform for people to talk about their mental health openly. It is, and I think in a way, it's almost the next logical step once you are running a successful night, and it's a it's a step which not that many people have. T- I don't think it, has anyone ever tried to do a spoken word festival before. To my knowledge, no. To my knowledge, no, as well. I mean, there are festivals that you go to, and then they have like the and poetry there camps, tents. tents yeah. yeah, but it's not to that scale. And I think it would it would pop off. No, I, oh, whoops. And um, yeah, I think it's the next step for anyone that's running a night and doing very well. And he's definitely the right person to kind of fly that flag a little bit. Get in touch. Get in touch. Um, so yeah, if you're listening and you want to go and check that out, please do. That is Fisky. So yeah, let's have a little chat about episode seven, which was Aisha. Uh, big up Aisha. Lovely girl. Lovely girl. She was funny. She actually brought me a spider plant onto the episode. <laughs> did you name still... it in the end? I, oh, she did. She told me the name. I can't remember. I think it was like Spidey, something quite uninventive. Oh, I like that. Which I thought was for a poet. Do you know what I mean? I want like a... <laughs> you wanted more? <laughs> I wanted a better name. Yeah, it was something like well, Spidey. I mean, she did like, you know, surprise you with so much good she, energy. She did. And she did bring me episode. a lovely little plant. Yeah. Didn't she? She's and it's it's, it's a feature in my... No, she isn't the only one. Oh, someone else Billy PN did it as well. Big up Billy PN. Shout out to anyone that's coming up on the show. <laughs> I like plants. <laughs> no, uh, Billy P ended as well. And maybe it's because she listened and was like, oh, that's a good idea. Mm. I was, I'm, I'll, any gifts, right, that's a no. Any gifts of any form, really, I'll willingly accept You'll them. love it. Yeah. yeah. She's a trendsetter then. She is. Um, and uh, she, right, okay. We were saying in uh, season one, recap part one, part one, that um, Maddie had a very long title. But we had completely forgotten about this oh, poem. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to do it. You I'm going to yeah? get it right the first time. You will. So Aisha's poem that she does for us is... To the man whose hand I accidentally caressed on the Jubilee line last Thursday during rush hour. Yay! Yo! <laughs> Boom! 
Nailed it, mate. Spitting lyrics up in there. Come that is the title of a poem. And again, this was the poem on the night. Maybe that's what I'm subconsciously doing here when I'm picking these poems. It's just the first poem I heard from the poets. I don't know. Oh. But this was, again, the poem she performed the first night. I met her and I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I liked her. Um, and do you know what she did as well? I'm, I want to see if I can find the quote. She, um, she uh, was really funny in that she... We, I think we spoke about this. Can't remember we spoke about this on the show or off the show, but she said she quite likes to deceive people's first impressions of her. Okay. So she has a poem when when uh, the, the very first line is, "I cried the first time I saw his dick," uh. <laughs> and she's uh, and and she and she kind of says, as a veiled person, she gets a bit of a kick out of people uh, making some type of a some type of a sum, assumption about her, yeah, and then and then that being like, it's like knocked down with yeah. like that first line of that poem. Um, I like that. She's she is hilarious. Yeah, she is. Um, so should we should we jump on and hear it? Hundred percent. Let's okay, go. Cool. So uh, this is. I'm just not. I'm not even going to say that again. You know what the title is? I just said it. So this is episode <laughs> seven with Aisha. To the man whose hand I accidentally caressed on the Jubilee line last Thursday during rush hour, I've been thinking about you, and I've been wondering whether you felt it too. That spark. It was more than static between the softness of your skin and my polycotton blend. And I don't mean those furious bolts racing through cables above our heads. No, my love, it was you and I. To think every moment of our lives has led to this, us. We origami folded onto the carriage, the air stale, pungent with the scent of body odour and tangerines. There was a boy in the corner eating tangerines, but let us not pay him any mind. I'm sure he is in the middle of his own love story. And yes, I admit, this may all sound a little crazy. There's a lot I do not know about you, like your name, or how you take your coffee, whether you put cereal or milk in first, if you cried during Toy Story 3. But that's okay because we have nothing but beautiful time to figure that out. The centre of the universe can be anywhere you want it to be. I hope you'd want yours to be me. Maybe not now, maybe one day. I'll gift you a compass. No matter which way this tumultuous life drags you, you can always find your way back to me. Keep it in your breast pocket. When your heart fails to guide you, know that I will never be far away. We will spend our Sundays in Ikea making forts out of calyx storage units and those shitty faux fur rugs all Instagram influencers seem to have. And that may get us kicked out, but there is no one I would rather be banned from a multinational furniture conglomerate with than you. And I promise to be your best friend, to always be the little spoon while we watch Friends reruns. Biscuit crumbs falling from marshmallow lips, nestling in between the contours of our body as we mould ourselves into the cushions of our misshapen futon. I'll show you all of my private parts. Not just the ones dressed in spiderweb lace, but the ones that have never seen the light of day. The parts of me that could so easily be the parts of you. And maybe one day that will be our truth. But for now, I will watch you walk away. You'll saunter out of Bermondsey Station, none the wiser. Oblivious to the girl that was too tooth and tongue to say hello. My jubilee line, sweetheart. In another life, I'll find you again. So that was Aisha um, with a really lovely piece, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, 
that was great. We had I had a lot of fun when when she kind of came down. Oh, yeah? She has a lot of humour, and uh, yeah, I just think she's wicked. So yeah. Have you ever fallen in love on the tube? Have I ever fallen in love on the tube? I mean, do, oh, do you know what I have? Oh, this is going to sound we a bit go. weird. Story well, time. No, well, I not that I've fallen in love on the tube, but there was this guy that um, I was. I'd see. You know when you just. You do your uh, people do your commute right every mm-hmm. day. You do the same route every day, and London and London's a big city, so you don't often see the same person twice. But sometimes you do, and it's a bit like whoa. I saw this guy like I I shit I shit you not like five times in like a week, and I was like this is a sign. It's fate, mate. And I was kind of like oh who's that? And then like he had kind of like black nails. I was like oh that's like mm, nice. And then he just kind of looked interesting. And I was kind of vaguely from afar quite fixated upon him. But I then never did anything about it and was too scared to speak to him. Well, person with black fingernails, if you are listening to this, (laughs) hit up Henry. Yeah. Now, right now, hit him up. Um, One other thing I like about that piece, as I kind of said before, is that uh, Aisha... uh, has the ability to kind of really knock down your first impression of her. And I I think uh, it's something that maybe uh, people that wear a veil experience a lot, right? Mm. Because um, there are a lot of assumptions made about someone that wears wears a veil. Well, yeah, Um, it's a a big stigma as well. Because obviously, mm. you know, hijab or barakah or anything that you wear, not even just like in Islam, but, you know, in any religion, you know, for some reason in Western society that we live in um religion can often be looked down upon even though like it's a way of life for millions of billions of people (laughs) there's so many different faiths out there and i think the beauty of aisha's poetry is the fact that she's able to break down those barriers really well for anyone who's listening and for anyone who's seen her work live as well she's 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 phenomenal and um it just goes to show that you know, even if you wear a hijab, like you can still express yourself freely. Like there's no one restricting you to, to you know, to to, to perform. Like mm. it's um it's a misconception, big misconception. No, it is, and and uh, I think again that's another use of this art form, right? Mm. To break down the common perceptions that people have about other people that they don't necessarily know within their close friendship, their own little demographic, their own bubble. Yeah, yeah. get to know honestly because this is just representative of London and of the UK. Yes. More and more as the years go on, we're becoming more and more multicultural. You know what? I had someone, uh, and I won't name his name, well, because I don't know his name, had someone on Instagram reach out to the Word Spoken page and he kind of said to me, and he was a, uh, he looked like a middle-aged or older man, a white man. Okay. And um, the reason I said that is he wanted to kind of point out to me, he said, how come everyone that comes on your show is uh, in some form a minority? minority. Isn't a straight white male? Isn't, isn't a straight white male? <laughs> you know, and, and and he was kind of saying older straight white people also should have a voice on your platform. Well, I mean, they have. Well, they're, they're, right. So it really annoyed me because I was like, well, ugh, okay, and I don't. People say you shouldn't like respond to those kind of, or, you know, like troll. He was basically troll. There's no need for him to oh, send that. Oh, so you message. you perceived him as a because we can have a whole other conversation about trolls because well, it's an important conversation to have. But so you perceived him as a troll. I don't think. I don't know what he was trying to achieve okay. with that with that comment. Like, uh, and also it wasn't true. <laughs> mm. So the like first thing I pointed Do out your research was the the, <laughs> the first thing I pointed out was a number uh, of people on the lineup that I'd had that fitted his cry 
Oh, so you actually messaged so back like, with that? List. No, I did. I was like, well, I was like, well, look. First of all, these are the people that fit whatever mold you think yeah. is a voice which is lacking. Yeah. But lastly, or most importantly, um, I get people on my show because I enjoy listening to their poetry. It's your personal taste. And I live in London, where the the voices you get to hear on the scene are very diverse. Mm. And I also think that's one of the strengths of poetry i think one of the greatest strengths of spoken word is that we do hear so many different voices so whatever you're like oh god it really annoyed me so i sent this quite long response yeah. oh. being like this is and this is why it's good and you're being silly and i do of course get straight white people to come on my show as well but also i don't judge oh no this is what i said i don't judge people based on their thingy i judge people on their poetry nice. and because i live exactly. in london it's diverse get over it <laughs> And I shouldn't have risen to it, but I did. He no. didn't. He didn't reply. He didn't reply. Did he see it? Did you read it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. At least he read um, it. And uh, he probably he's probably not listening because he probably got grumpy at all the diversity. Oh no, I don't think you. Ne- you never know. Like he could. He could be listening. You could have. Know. You could have changed his mindset. I feel as though like we should always respond to to trolls with kindness with yeah. uh, anything because like you we don't know what's going on in people's lives for them to actively go on someone's page and whether it's negative or positive or we don't know what compels people to you know to say those things but I think you're right there maybe I had a bit too much passion in my like response yeah but you're passionate about the poetry show it no and yeah I just it just what it was is I I couldn't see the reasoning behind why he sent that I was Mm. just like what are you trying to achieve but anyway he had an opinion and and he voiced it and I heard it and responded a perfectly fine thing to happen within this media space that we all (laughs) function um, it is good it is good what you're doing though like you are giving people a voice and yeah, but again, even some of the people that you have given a voice, I'm not going to lie, I'll be completely brutally honest. These are the people, again, that wouldn't be given an opportunity mm. on a mainstream stage, on a mainstream platform that, you know, hate to say it, but it is you know, majority straight white male. So that's just the reality. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we're not, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just something that could be worked on a little bit. Mm. Um, and yeah, so, it, I mean, everyone's getting an ch- equal chance to shine. Like I said, you have had straight white male yeah. people on, yeah. on the platform. There's nothing wrong with them. No, like, they're, no. they're, they're fucking amazing. <laughs> I, know. I know, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It, it definitely, uh, yeah, kind of bugged me a little bit. Was, do you know what? There's a really, do you know a comedian called Bo Burnham? Yes. He has a song called, Good Netflix st- <laughs> called Straight Straight White Male. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just whenever he started speaking about it, I started thinking about it. If you listen, <laughs> to this after you've finished this episode go and tune into it because it's so funny he's like I'm a straight white male <laughs> it's proper funny um, all about how hard it is to be a straight white male um, uh, okay so then after we had the lovely Aisha come onto the show we had Sarah Callahan come oh yeah now this uh, please tell me yeah we, I know we're doing numbers aren't we what we are doing numbers we're doing numbers and do you know what this this poem uh, that she did, I kind of downloaded it to my phone, like just this little section. Beforehand. And I, no, afterwards. Okay. And I was listening to this so much. And it's also on an EP, Jacob's Ladder, yes. out now. Go and get that. Um, but I was listening to it on repeat because I love this. I love the way her vocals kind of blend with the beat. I think the production's really, really good. Mm. Um, she's super talented, Sarah. It's the first, uh, Numbers was the first ever poem i heard of hers at the first ever chocolate poetry club i ever went to is one of the first nights i ever went to right and yeah and she i believe she won the the vote yeah she won the vote mm. and she blew me away she was yeah. actually i think she was the first and yeah she's just so it sick. doesn't surprise me she won the vote like she's you know 
totally of that kind of caliber. Yeah, and she's just such a lo- like such a lovely person as well. She's become such a good friend of mine mm. ever since that day. And um, yeah, she's got a big aura about her. Yeah, and she says it how it is. Like we need people to say it how it is. Mm. You know. No, you're right. Do you know what? So I first uh, heard of her and saw her before I'd even gotten into poetry or the spoken word scene okay. in any sense at a, at a so far sounds. And I was with my friend uh, Eve, and we went to Sofa Sounds. It's in Hackney or whatever, in someone's house. And um, she was second on the lineup. And there was a there was a there was a there was a point where me and Eve were essentially in tears. Like mm. I can't remember which poem it was. Now I think back, but she had her friend play the guitar in the background, and it was just really wicked. Um, and she has some real like personal poems and she does oh, it was so good mm. and I was literally she was one of the people that made me think oh, okay maybe I want to get into this as like a scene like I didn't I still I hadn't never been to an open mic night never done any of that and uh, she was like boom so I bought a book and was reading through it and I was just like wow it's really good she's now got another book out she um, she's on it in terms of work rate and you know it. what she's a comedian as well this yes. isn't like comedy the comedy circuit to her day job and she's kidding that as well you know what i spoke to her at byb on monday and we were kind of uh speaking because uh she's doing a set there in may yes is that right I yes so. may at byb and um or she, maybe in april no it might be may yeah one of the byb's one in of the near two. future and she was saying that she's going to do a whole uh, set of whole new pieces, and I was like, "Wow, that's mad! You got some. You must be writing a lot. Like that's that's really cool." And then I was, and then we're talking about memorizing your pieces, right? Whether you read it from your phone or not. Mm-hmm. And um, she said that in her head, she knows forty poems, four zero. That's you know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised because, like I said, her work rate is insane. So yeah. she gives herself that time to. And I guess because it. she's got that stand up as like a backdrop, she kind of um, she has that level of pro- of professionalism, mm. which maybe not everyone else does on the scene. Because she kind of she works and she grinds every day to get her name on a stage, you know, on a lineup and yeah. speak in front of people. She does it every night. It's, it's competitive. It's like the comedy circuit is so similar to the grime scene that I grew up with, mm. in the sense that. Um, you know, everyone is clashing and everyone is trying to be better than the other person and it's a huge competition so when I went into the poetry world like it was a complete shock because everyone is so welcoming mm. and everyone just wants everyone else to be better and that was lovely that was nice and I think she got that at the start she was like wait what's going on but she like <laughs> easily like just gelled in with everyone yes and yeah she, she, she the fact that she's got the extra layer of professionalism it helps her so much yeah it does I think one of the things again I can't remember where this was on or off the show but she she kind of said that um, comedy is her head and poetry is her heart. Oh, I love that. You know, and like she and in her head in the way that comedy is a way for her to make a living off mm. of like what of like what she loves, like because she's very, very good at uh, comedy as well. Um, but poetry is really where her heart is, which mm. I thought was really lovely. And, and I think it's great that she finds the time to kind of balance the two. Yeah, because you're not boxing yourself in like you like if anyone listening to this do the art forms that you want to do like it's not just poetry you could be interested in comedy you could be interested in drawing painting Mm. music um sport like there's so much out there and actually anything you go on to do uh after you've been in spoken word the fact that you've been doing poetry and spoken word really really helps you in whatever other art form you choose because your kind of confidence to go up onto a stage and speak in speak in front of a room full of people is something you can carry into so many different aspects of life Mm. um 
And I think lo- a lot of people don't realize that. Like if uh, friends of mine that have come to a night and it's like the first one they, they've ever gone to, they're just amazed by people's confidence. Whereas we get a bit used to it. We know what, what the deal is. It's true. But I mean, I won't lie. Like, it's interesting you say that because my confidence was so shit at the start of, of poetry. Um, yeah. I, I, just, I, couldn't, I didn't know how to hold a mic. I didn't know how to project my voice. Um, hands were everywhere. Like, I was so nervous. But that's the thing. Because of the welcoming community, because the more you practice, you push yourself, you know, you throw yourself in the deep end and you're going on these stages with all these huge crowds. Sometimes it could be an intimate crowd, a small crowd. Mm. Sometimes it could be like a big, big venue of hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm. Um, regardless, like you are throwing yourself out your comfort zone and that's the only way that we can grow as creatives, you know? No, you're right. And I, um, and I think this was uh, another kind of thing, quite a common perception of so let's say someone that isn't involved in the scene or doesn't go to open mic nights quite a common perception as i've just said is that uh in order to be able to do that to to put your name on you an have open to mic be list, like a performer well yeah you you have to be really confident and and no, not everyone not is no. yeah it, all it is is people are writers and they need a way to kind of an outlet an outlet yeah. exactly it doesn't necessarily mean you get up on the stage and you love it and it's confidence no, 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 and it's everything no, no, no. it's more just you kind of need to yeah almost isn't no, it it's, it is a form of expression um and we could talk about the whole thing whether poetry is therapeutic or therapy Ooh, that's kind uh, of controversial no i know um but it's, but it's, an, it's, a, it's a good it's a good conversation to have it's an yeah. important conversation to have but like for a lot of people poetry helps regardless mm. um and you could be the most introverted or the most extroverted person but just do it you know you've got nothing to lose but everything to gain yeah you're right okay cool so uh should we listen to this track this is a oh this is a banger if you were listening to this and you haven't already uh downloaded sarah's ep entitled jacob's ladder then what are you doing get on it right now um and i think we're going to listen to it now so this is sarah callahan with numbers Hi guys, I know I just said that this is going to be Numbers Rewind. Numbers was the third poem that she performed, so it's already up on YouTube and IGTV. So, uh, the poem that we're going to hear from her is instead called Untitled, Never Lost. Enjoy. Remember all the compliments, the good guys, and I definitely remember the bad. 
It's sad. People take joy from bringing people down. A reflection of their own insecurities. Glorified clown. I thought I was lost. But ironically found myself in the depths of the darkness. Fumbling around in the dark. I felt the handle of the door. I pushed it open, feeling the catharsis. I'm happy. It's been such a long time. And all I want to do is help people through the fog and expose the sunshine. I thought the light was from an oncoming train, but it really was the end of the tunnel. I'm here to give you strength, you don't have to crumble. Not preaching, not claiming to have all the answers. But you've got to believe change comes from these chances. Give yourself the chance to feel alive. If I can do it, anybody can. Time is of the essence, I said. Time is of the essence, it's of the essence. So let's just be present and enjoy your ascent into greatness. Feeling weightless, digging deep. We can all be courageous. So that was Sarah Callan with Numbers, an amazing piece. Um, and, and as I Very said, part piece. of her EP, Jacob's Jacob Ladder. And it's, yeah, it's a really cool piece. You know, one thing she also said to me as well, um, she said, uh, I should get stickers made. And it's kind of, I did. I did because of her, I think. Or maybe I'd got them just when she arrived. So that's why I got the word, word spoken stickers. Yeah, you Which did. if you're ever around tooting and you look on a lamppost, <laughs> I don't know whether you spotted them. I on saw your, it some. Did you? I saw it some. Yeah. You give them out at poetry events as well. So I, if you're one of the I lucky few to, to give them out. I also gave them out to like anyone that's uh, come on my show. I started doing this when I had them. Oh, you, I, I didn't you, get any. Yeah, well, because I didn't have them yet. No, you didn't. Um, but um, I started doing that and then... Um, I was like, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you one just for you to keep, put it up on your wall or something, I don't know. And another one for you to put up like by the tube or on a lamppost near where you live and I want you to take a photo of it and like... Tag you. Tag me. Yeah. Good idea. Has anyone done that? No. Mate, I'll do that today. Yeah, but why isn't... I know, I know you would. I, I, I literally do like 10 times. <laughs> I can't believe... I've, I, I get, I've been doing that for like eight ep- episodes now. Uh-huh. Not a single one. It's, it's the Twitter shouts all over again, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> all these marketing ploys I'm trying to do. Clearly, I shouldn't go into marketing. Maybe I should. Maybe you should. Yeah. Just these I think guys. you'd be good at it. Really it good at it. It's pretty funny, isn't it? <laughs> I was literally like, this is the best idea. It's going to be tagging all around London. It's no, not but even... do you know what? They all start from ideas. And the fact that you're even thinking them and you're making... This is essentially a dream. You're making a dream into reality. This is a dream. You are, and I'm not going to lie. If this is going to go so far, you'd be surprised. It's just down to the view, the listeners to just like spread the word. Actually, that's something I should say. I do generally want to say uh, thank you to anyone that has been listening a lot, um, because uh, obviously I do this because I love it and I really do enjoy it. And like getting poets that I look up to to um, come down and speak to me is a very enjoyable thing to do. Mm. So I'm not complaining. But I really want to say thank you for people that have been tuning in because um, I do get quite a lot of messages on Insta from people saying, wow, I've just come across your podcast. I love it. Um, and maybe that's just my little ego getting a little puff of wind. But uh, to it's a nice thing to hear. Overinflate it. But yeah. I, it's, it's really sweet. And um, I really do like appreciate it when people do say that because it, it does really validate uh, the work that I put into it. So yeah, thank, thank you, you guys to whoever listens enough because uh, it's great and it's really lovely and it is growing slowly by slowly in terms of like monthly downloads. We're You've getting, done so well, getting a little bit bigger. I don't want to give out any numbers, but we are. We're, we're getting bigger. Hi, did you see? 
when I got to 15 in the charts. Yeah, that was incredible. The Apple charts. That what? Meant, I mean, there are there are caveats to it, right? So it was the Apple podcast charts and it was the, the performance and arts category. So yeah, niche of the niche of the niche. But... Word spoken, we got to 15, and number 16 was the EastEnders podcast. Now, I don't don't know whether the EastEnders podcast is like complete crap or no one tunes into it, but I don't know how that happened. I really don't know. We're 15. Like, I will admit we're a bit lower now, but I won't tell anyone about that. No, no, no. I think I just keep it on a high, mate. Yeah. Keep it on a high. But that's mental, isn't it? Well, it just shows it. More and more people are listening. It is. It's going to be a common phenomenon. I hope so. One thing I'm going to urge people to do is if you have been listening uh, quite a lot to the show, um, please, 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 please go and go and review it because oh, right, those okay. those really help so if you uh, oh, if you're not going to give me five stars don't worry about it you can <laughs> like chill out um but um please go and do it because if you leave a little comment as well being like oh my god amazing and give me five stars it, it really helps in the charts and it really helps get up the visibility of this platform yeah. which helps spoken word so if you're into spoken word and you're into this podcast please do that I'll be really and get grateful. your friends and family to do it as well yeah and then tell a friend should I do that as well? yeah tell just friend. tell three friends tell and friend. then those three friends will tell three friends it's a pay it forward scheme yes and it'll come back there you good go. karma it should do shouldn't it okay right so we're now on episode nine and we have the wonderful Tanaka Fuego. Tanaka Fuego. Boom. Oh, what a talent. I know. Whoa. It's my when I saw him again, where did I see him first? Uh, at Jordance. I was with Ifty. It was the first time I ever went. And I saw him perform and I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. And do you know what? It was actually, I think it was before the podcast had launched. And... Um, I kind of nervously went up to him afterwards because he was obviously like very well established and very good. Yeah, he, he performed in my Roundhouse Poetry Slam. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And final. In the final. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm sure he's like. Well, so who who won it? Look. It was Kareem Parkins. Oh yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's sick. He's as good well, as well. actually, isn't he? He's very good. Um, so yeah, and I kind of went up to him and I was like, oh hey, I don't know whether you might have seen it, but I started this podcast and I was all like nervous and a bit mm. like. And um, he kind of said yes on the day. Uh, of course he did. Really cool. I mean, I get it, it would be weird to be like, uh, no. <laughs> but um, we actually then managed to get a date in and then he, then he came down and it was, whoa, I was just so grateful. Um, it was an insightful conversation as well. Yes. Yeah, so we have to speak about this because obviously, uh, in fact, I think it was after this. No, it wasn't. It was after the second poem. This was the first one that he did. I misgendered him. Oh, right, yeah. Me and you had a long conversation about that afterwards. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had had a conversation with a lot of people about this afterwards. Yeah, well, mainly because... Do you know what? Mainly because it did open up a conversation. I think that that was its primary purpose. It was embarrassing as fuck, to be honest. Like, when I did it... And do you know what? I actually cut it and made the edit so yeah, clean told me, no yeah, one yeah. even noticed which I was a bit annoyed about it was a about. smooth edit but it was a smooth what edit. happened when I misgendered him after his second poem is I immediately pressed stop and um, and I kind of died in a hole in the corner because right. I was like that's just so embarrassing and like yeah. I didn't want him to feel uncomfortable and I certainly did that well I actually don't think I did that because we then lent, went on to have a conversation where he kind of uh, reassured me that it 
that it didn't knock him but that but the fact that i was lucky <laughs> because he was in a good uh place mm. whereas that if if he wasn't in a good place that could be something which triggered um some you know obviously obviously bad feelings of course but the thing is like it, it obviously depends on the person we can't really speak for for you know the whole lgbtq plus community but the thing is tanaka is just so you know he's such a strong person strong individual regardless of being a strong poet just a strong person yeah he's very brave and he talks openly about his, his feelings and I, I told you before, like he, he he can take it and he'll 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 use it as an opportunity to talk about this because it is an important conversation. And you know, even though you make a mistake, like you learn from it and you know you grow as a person. And you know, he's happy to have that conversation. He's not the kind of person to just shut you down. Just be like, no, you did this. I know some people like that, but mm. the 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 beautiful quality that Tanaka has is he's you know a very very open individual. Yeah. Um, and I I personally believe I believe that's the way forward for society is for everyone to be open and just have honest conversations about this because that's the only way that we can all learn no and i and i think um in a way it ended up being it it, it ended up being that right beneficial and very beneficial. yeah it like kind of did because obviously i i was embarrassed about it we had a quick quick chat and he kind of said no i think we should have a conversation about this oh, and no. then i click play and then we did and 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 i think it really did i think more than anything it allowed us to have a conversation about something which people are so scared to speak about mm. with someone that is trans. Like, it's almost the elephant in the room. Yeah, you shouldn't be scared. If yeah. It's like, if I get this wrong, how does it affect you? Yeah, and, and you're it allowed worst, in, you feel like the worst person in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, and you, you, yeah, exactly. I mean, I certainly did. Yeah. But then, but then it did give him a chance to be like, okay, well, this is how it, this is how it could affect me, but don't worry because this is how it did affect me. Mm. And I was like, Whoa, okay, good. But it did put me on the back seat a little bit. Nah, you both, <laughs> you both spoke, he spoke his truth. And no, and yeah, he did. He's about to speak his truth now again. He is. And uh, I think, yeah, maybe we should jump in and hear it. Um, it's, uh, do you know what? This is another cool thing about this piece. So after he performed this poem and it kind of went out on the show, not too soon afterwards, he was working with the BBC. And this poem uh, is available on the BBC Sounds app. Oh, I think I saw I that, yeah. shit you not. Like, I don't know what he did. It must have gone on a done from I saw that. I listened, I listened to it as well. It was, yeah. yeah it was but how sick is that? So what you're about to hear, guys, is BBC Standard, just so we know. Um, uh, which is really cool. You know, mm. when I saw that he'd kind of done that, I was like, yeah deserves it Fire. fully fully deserves it no i mean he really does i honestly i think um as i said i really enjoy and i personally have chosen af1 that comes on um but the kind of talent that tanaka has and uh the kind of voice that uh that he has and how he uses it mm. is really really sick um and it's really impressive and it's why he's done so well um, so yeah, I think we should hear it. This is Tanaka Fuego with the decolonization of a queer carcass. In this poem, I am not colonized. This smile is not as sweet as molasses. These bones are not for consumption like plantain or planting. This hair is not cotton. Not easy for the pickings of my white lover's fingertips in this poem. I am just a masculine energy within a vessel I did not get to choose. I am a mother's son. And in this poem, she agrees. I'm crop top summers. Hood nigger winters. Any honey, lemon, ginger and garlic cold remedy. The type when I was 10. My mother would stew over in this poem. 
I'm rice and oxtail stew. Wholesome. And the perfect antidote for any bad day. In this poem, there are still bad days. But within them, I am not a commodity. Not queer collateral damage by the hands of government. In this poem, I know my father. Like, know him, know him. Know his favourite colour, his favourite song. Know how he felt seeing my mother down the aisle for the very first time in this poem. I hear the words, I love you. And my hands loosen the grip of the noose around my neck in this poem. On days when I feel that God is letting me slip through his fingertips. It is not because I'm slipping in a pool of my own blood. But more so. Floating in a bedroom of his tears. Meaning that in this poem. My mother's love is my saviour. Not the reason for my demise. Boom, that was Tanaka Fuego with the decolonization of a queer carcass. What a piece. Incredible piece. Incredible title as well. Yeah, it really is. And honestly, again, since he's gone on to do some really great stuff. So yeah, wow, really, really honoured that he came down um, to the show. So yeah, what, what, what does that make it? That was episode nine mm-hmm. then. So I think by this point, yeah, having kind of had nine out was when I started to get a little bit of traction on the kind of show and I started to get a lot of views on the on the Instagram stuff and yeah. it kind of... It did, blew up. Yeah, sort yeah. of. It was kind of at this point where um, um, it did start to uh, gather a bit more like of attention. And also, um, what's cool about that and especially considering you were the first episode, is uh, judging from like the download stuff, people are going through the episodes. Oh, really? So okay. you're still the you're still the most played one. Oh, I don't know. Because anyone that comes to it starts starts. I don't know how yours. I feel about that. Okay. No, you are, man. It's really cool. I find as though like everyone else is in- incredible. No, but you are the most played we, one. We were we were fairly experimenting at the start. I know. I didn't know what it? was going on. It actually, cringes me out. I almost wish it wasn't. Yeah. Because I would feel I was a bit rubbish. One of these days, we'll we'll listen to it back. Just cry. You no, you were great. I just feel like I wasn't. Well, you never know. It could be on the flip side sooner rather than later. I could be interviewing you. Who knows? Wink, wink. um, (laughs) So we have got uh, the 10th episode and we got Elodie Gita. Oh, yeah. The other co-founder to a group of co-founders that founded Off Off the the Chest. chest. Um, Ella's great. Ella's great. And again, she was also in my uh, roundhouse uh, poetry slam heat with me and Aisha. Do you know what I'm really annoyed about? Because I never did. I'm 25 now, um, and I'm going to be 26 soon. Yeah. You can't do that thing if you're under t- over 25, can you? No, I actually think that they're increasing it to 26. Are they? Yeah. So you could apply. Could do it next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I heard that, that on the grapevine. Oh, yeah, but you haven't. Yeah. 20s, 20s. But it is normally. It's normally, isn't it? Eighteen to twenty-five. Yeah, but even if you don't do the roundhouse slam, there are so many other slams across the country. There's mm. like the Fargo slam. There's a Genesis slam. There's a Hammer and Tongue slam. Slams are slams. Do you know one thing that scares me a little bit about slams? Mm. Is well, not scares me. The three-minute thing. Yeah, my poems are longer than that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I have a love-hate relationship with slams. It's weird because like I, the Asia House poetry slam that I got put forward to like someone pushed me to do that and they submitted a piece of mine I didn't I didn't know anything about slams um, and now looking back like if you've got something to say if you've got a truth that you want to get off your chest and you want to get it to a wide audience yeah it's a great place to do it so mm. but in terms of like judging art and you know restricting yourself to three minutes unless your poem is naturally 
three minutes, then it's yeah. a bit of a weird one, isn't it? I mean, I just think for me, it was actually, now uh, considering we just heard Tanaka's poem, it was something that he said. He was like, uh, basically making the point that why is anyone writing a poem that's longer than three minutes? Like three minutes of you speaking, like get it done. Whatever you want to say, get it in that done in that it's time. It's like a song, isn't it? And during, yeah, and during the episode, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then afterwards I was like, I mean, you are right for you because it clearly works because mm. your poetry is amazing and it's short and concise and there's no, there's no kind of, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? There's no like frilly nonsense to his work. Yeah. It's just like punchy and this is how it is, right? Mm. And that's probably why his poems uh, end up being three minutes tops. But I fill my poetry with a whole load of crap so much like middly nonsense bit in the middle just because yeah, like the words sound cool <laughs> so that's why mine are five minutes but that's your personal touch like your poetry is different to Tanaka's poetry your poetry is different to everyone else's poetry yeah. everyone's poetry is individual yes like, to them and yeah uh, yeah it, I don't know it's, it, it's up to you how long you want it to be and if it's a natural flow like if it if it's five minutes if it's if it's like a long ten minute poem or something as long as you know Fisky's poem or mm. I've heard some long poems before yeah. and again it works for different people yeah and I think um, yeah you're right and it almost annoys me a little bit that slams are like that. Maybe they have to be like that because, you know, they want to keep Just it short and concise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they don't Got really a lot want... of people to go through. And... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, uh, it's something that I would like to go to. But One day, Henry, I'll make a 10-minute slam for you. Yeah? yeah so Do you, you want to set it up? I will set that up for you. In fact, we, we have spoken about launching a nightmare in you, haven't, haven't we? Oh, is this an exclusive We teaser? need to do that. <laughs> we do indeed. We actually do need to do that. The, the only... It's really complicated, though, because the scene is full of nights. There's yeah. no shortage of nights, yeah, yeah. especially in London. Well, we only, I myself only really know about London. Um, there's a lot of nights. <laughs> so I guess my question to myself would be, is, well, okay, well, if I'm going to launch uh, a night, um, what makes the night different from the others? Yeah, it's all about the USP. It's like I said in the, the first part one of this review. Um, review. Uh, I Every night has a USP in terms of like location, theme, vibe, mm. like the hosts. Um, and I believe like it will come at a time when it's right for, for both of us and for the scene. Mm. Like it's not something that anything that you can ever force or, you know, these things happen. Everything happens for a reason in life. And I believe not if, when it does happen. Um it would hopefully be a success you know with people wanting to come and yeah. we'd have our own spin on it because again we've been to so many nights um, and we know the gist but we also want to put our own twist to it so who knows man who knows who knows keep 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 tuned in keep your eyes peeled your eyes for a night with me and A's because um, it would be good fun wouldn't it it would be hilarious yeah, yeah. chilled yeah. vibes it, it, it would be a good giggle so yeah talking of nights off the chest which Ella runs um, we obviously had Ifty in the first half of this review now the uh, second round half. up recap part one part one this is part one part, part blah. anyway so she's the final poet she's of this off. part two she is yeah. we're, we're going to be bringing this to a close very very shortly um, and uh, I just want to say one thing before we kind of do that. I've really enjoyed this, mate. It's bro, it's been ah, oh. come here, come here. <laughs> no, but it has, and honestly, because I think uh, it's been quite fun to kind of sit down with someone to kind of go over the episodes, um, and you know, just just have a little chat about them. And also, you're someone that uh, does know a lot about these poets that have come on, 
And we've had a conversation about lots of the issues and themes that have been raised in kind of mm. their work, but also like the scene itself. And it's All kind rounded. Of a, yeah, it's, it's kind yeah. of allowed us to kind of speak about some other things, really, hasn't it? Um, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. It really means a lot. No, you are totally more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've kind of kept you longer than we had a, had like originally planned, haven't I? In a, in a little cage. Oh, it's fine. I'm when, enjoying it. When, when, when we're done, I will let you out. <laughs> that sounds weird. I will like remove the handcuff. I'm not being held here against my will. Yeah, from like the radiator. I'm a free man. I'm a free man. (laughs) Luckily, we're filming it, so there's proof. Yeah, hopefully the feds Um, are still outside waiting for me. Yeah, that was so weird. That was. Do you want to do you want to speak about that? I I don't know. Um, Well, I just. It's fine if you don't. No, I was just I was just walking towards your house, and I just happened to be behind a bunch of white people, and obviously being a brown person amongst a big big group of white people in uh, road shooting feds or police as you would call them mm. um they just thought what the hell and obviously they tried to talk to me to stop me and have a chat because i look sus suspect yeah but i don't know I, like i said to you earlier i've lived my life being stopped and searched and you know just for being who i am but again yeah. like loads of my friends who are also black and asian who have also been stopped to search based on the color of their skin and just looking different to the, to the norm quote-unquote norm yeah. i don't know I, I i'm fine no, but it just we it can was, talk about it in poetry, my friend. You can, yeah, no, <laughs> you but can it's make just weird <laughs> obviously, uh, but it does get it does get heard, so which is good. Yes, you know. it is something that I it's never happened to me. That's because I'm uh, well, I'm not a straight white male. Yeah, but white <laughs> I'm a white male. Yeah, but the, the, the amazing thing is the fact that you can you accept that you already have white privilege, and like I said, white privilege is not a bad thing to like. Oh, I've got white privilege. I'm just the worst human being in the world. Like, no, but the fact that you use your white privilege to help other people who don't have that mm. you know um like it's, it's great but it's just something i can't really relate to um that kind of fear of you know when you're walking past a police car are they gonna judge you oh, okay, based yeah. on your no, I always get that. <laughs> based on your kind of appearance it, it, honestly it's something i've never had to consider yeah, yeah. um and uh, yeah, it was it was kind of funny because I was texting you, and then you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm just two minutes away," and then you're like, "Oh, I'm getting pulled over by the feds." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I went on panic mode, like, "Oh my god, is he no, right? Bro, I was going to run down the street." I'll, like, I'll be fine. Him! I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm always fine. You know me. A's is always good. <laughs> you're good, mate. I'm well, looking forward to Ella's poem. Yeah, so I think I think maybe we should hear it, and then we'll have a brief little chat. Do you know what? Yeah, we'll have a brief little chat afterwards, and then we're gonna we're gonna be done with this. Let's get it. So this is Ella uh, DG with Drunk, Drunk Poets. You are a poet when you're a bit tipsy. All that your heart cages up leaks out of your lips. You fluidly roll each syllable off your tongue. Like Shakespeare or Wordsworth, but bevved and young. You're a poet, once you've had a few pints. Pulling me aside, fluent fingers tracing thighs, like I am your very own language or dialect. As if when you look into my eyes, you just know which words to select. And you, your Lord Byron, once you've downed a bottle of vodka. All smart and sharp and enigmatic. But compare me to a rose one more time and I will go fucking manic. Because I know you won't mean it in the morning. Once your eyes wince as the sun starts dawning. And this is what we do. This our self-medication. 
Sometimes the only thing we rely on for any form of validation, we riddle and rhyme and sing from rooftops, crawl into cheap club nights, flasks stuffed into jackets. And amid the cans and the ash and the sweat, I feel the tingle of eyes wash the curve of my neck. I feel your loose laces tickling sticky floors. I feel the bass quivering the cluttered curls of your hair and that thin rusty chain you always wear. It takes nothing to meet your gaze. Even in this neon fueled hazy maze, so in those poison moments I let you become that poet. So all-consuming you could not know it, it feels so natural You forget, these phrases are merely tactical. Lure me with your romantic rhetoric, entice me with a casual sonnet. And once it's worn off, you close yourself in. Cloak it over with all the nonchalance you can muster, but you, you should be careful who you grow lyrical around. Because I'll poet the fuck out of you. And I'll voice it out loud. Yes, LGG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a great line, isn't it? I I'll think poet I said the it. fuck out of you. I will poet the fuck I love that line. out of you. Um, that's, a, that's a wicked ending, isn't it, to a poem? She's um, just a wicked all-round person, individual, yeah. creative. Like, no, she is. She not only does poetry, she's also oh. a playwright, like Whoa. multi-talented, Super this woman. Super talented. I love her, she's great. And also, like, so she works at the Questers Theatre, where where they did um, Off the Chest Goes West, mm-hmm. which was a really fun night, and I, um, yeah, it was just really good. So alongside her spoken word and everything, she's doing like one woman plays. She's doing the Tory who came in my face. Yeah, that's it. It's called the Tory who came in my face. What a name for a play. But um, yeah, she's definitely someone that keeps herself very, very busy. Um, and the kind of outcome of that is, yeah, she she does a lot, and she does a lot to a really high high standard. So mm. it was really, yeah, I was. She she was a great person to kind of end, um, you know, episode ten with, and kind of make that as a halfway point for the season. Benchmark, my friend. Benchmark, yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, she's obviously she's she's also someone that, having gone to off the chess quite a lot, and kind of been involved with what they're trying to do there like I've just grown to kind of become quite defensive and I think again that's something that happens with with the scene is if you add up I think the same could be said for me and you really here mate if you add up the amount of hours we've spent together it's not very much but I generally consider you like a close mate Mate, I consider you a brother as well. No, but 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 I honestly think it's something that's really common. It's a it's a scene. it's a bond that you can't really describe because mm. you're in such intimate and open spaces, and you're often pouring your heart out or you're being vulnerable in a funny way or like you can't really explain how you, no. in such short amounts of time that you bond with people. You just um, get to know people quick. Yeah, and even if you're not performing, like I go to loads of nights where I'm not performing and I just like listen to people and I just chat with them afterwards. And I, sometimes I feel like I've known them for my whole life and yeah. they, they'll say the same thing about me. And it's just, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. It's good. It's a weird one. Yeah. And again, I think that's something that's unique about spoke, uh, spoken word. I don't, I don't think that's the same in other art forms. Not at all. It can't be. Not at Maybe. all. Maybe. No, I'm, I'm telling you. Not I feel like no. it's not. No, it's just, it's just our scene. <laughs> yeah, it's just us. Just we're, our scene. we're the cool kids. Well, look, um, I think we should wrap this up, mate. Um, 
this has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, we've we've had some uh, mad, insane mad poets. We had Fisky, Aisha, Sarah Callahan, Tanaka Fuego, and Ella DG. Um, yes, that's for part two. That's really. it. Do you know what we're gonna um, gonna give a little teaser for what's what? to come? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Well, yeah. we've got we've got another. We've got basically we're gonna do part two part one. Oh yeah baby <laughs> but we will we're going to record that at a, we're going to do that at an, another date but Sick. we're going to um, make sure that these two parts are up so yeah the main thing I want to say uh, I think I've already said it in this episode but if you are listening please give A's a follow at A's, A's official A-I-Z-O-F-F-I-Z three Z's yeah three Z's you didn't say that last time that's why I need to say I don't like self plugging yeah well that's why I'm doing it for you A's with three Z's Official, thanks. A's official. Um, then I give give word spoken a cheeky little follow if you haven't already. You probably oh, have. Please but do. If not, please do. And also, please give a follow to. So, if there's been a kind of poet which you've heard on these kind of recap sessions, um, go back and listen to the episode if 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 you haven't already. Um, because. Uh, yeah. If you're not already aware of the format, maybe you're new. You're kind of new to the show. But each episode, um, the po- the poets perform three pieces, and we also have a conversation about some of the issues and themes raised in their work. So it really does give you an opportunity to kind of get to know the person behind the poetry, which was the tagline I went with at the start, and I've kind of changed it now. But it's fine, um, we grow. Now we it's move. called the Poetry Podcast that brings you the best thoughts. Which which, which tagline's better? I like the second one. Do you? Yeah. Well, you're only saying that because that's one I'm currently using. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's something I would urge you to do uh, if you haven't already. If you like one of the poets, give them a follow. Give everyone a follow. Support Support, creators you meet in life. But go and check out their episode if you haven't already. Um, They are really good episodes. Like, they're very insightful. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, not just about you, about them. Well, no, I'm just going to take that as a compliment. You go, fine. God, my ego. Listen is to all of them. Even more inflated. Like, whenever you, wherever you are, on the bus, on the tube, on the way to work, having a chill, relaxed time at home, like, they are really, really good episodes. A, you learn a lot. So it's a portable medium, isn't it? Mm hmm. Yes. You never know where this could be in 10 years. Who knows, mate? In our. BBC, here we, here we come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Henry and A's show. Yeah. Let's, let's not put ideas because uh, that's, that's a, that could be a really interesting Henry idea go first though a second Henry Henry yeah okay fair right we're talking shit so look thank <laughs> follow you very much podcast. Yo, yes follow all the above thank you very much and uh, yeah tune in as much as you can thank you guys thank, thank you, you A's. we'll see you soon see you later ciao